Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Welcome to NBA Today. We start the show with breaking news on Memphis star John Morant, who will be suspended for eight games. He is eligible to return to play on Monday, March 20th. This was just announced by the NBA. That means that the six games, the six games including tonight, that he has already missed and been away from the team as the league was investigating an incident where he appeared to flash a gun on social media in a Denver nightclub. Those six games will count towards his total eight-game suspension. So for more, we bring in senior writer Ramona Shelburne, Richard Jefferson joining us as well. Well, Ramona, what more can you tell us on how the league came to this decision? Well, as, as our colleague Adrian Wojnarowski reported earlier, uh, John Morant had a meeting with Adam Silver uh, and, and the Players Association in New York today, and he expressed a deep contrition for his actions. And I thought what was interesting, based on what the league has put out here, is saying is it a lot like what the Colorado, Colorado authorities said, which is that they could not conclude that uh, Morant possessed the gun while traveling with the team or in NBA, any NBA facility. Yep. Okay. So what that what we've said the whole time, which is, is the league needs to identify a was that a firearm b did he did, is that john moran's firearm did he possess that while traveling with with the team or in any nba facility because that is what is outlawed in the collective bargaining agreement and so what they're saying here is much like the colorado authorities they did not find sufficient cause to who did not find sufficient cause to charge moran they could not prove that mm -hmm. it doesn't it, it, it's what it's not necessarily what you see in a video, what the league concluded was that he did not possess the, the firearm in question for more than a brief period right. from what you see in the video. And so those six games that he's, that, the, that he's been away from the team and two more, that is going to be the punishment in this statement. It says without pay. So that is mm -hmm. another issue that's been cleared up. And I thought what was interesting about um, this, re this release, which just came out a couple of moments ago, it also includes a statement from Adam Silver yep. in which it says, Jaws' conduct was irresponsible, reckless, and potentially very dangerous. It has serious consequences is giving his enormous following and influence, particularly among young fans. And so this is a league, if you remember, that did public service announcements about gun violence just in 2015. This is a league that takes this very seriously. David Stern, his predecessor as commissioner, suspended Gilbert Arenas indefinitely for bringing guns into the Wizards locker room. But they could not prove that this was his gun or that he possessed it for longer than what we saw in the video. Right. So Adam Silver also said in a statement that Ja has made it clear to me that he's learned from this incident and that he mm -hmm. understands his obligations and responsibility to the Memphis Grizzlies, the broader NBA community that extends well past his play on the court. Richard, we're, we're reacting to this in real time. What do you make of this? Well, I, look, I, I stand by what we saw was a lack of maturity, yep. um, was a, a lack of responsibility. I think in his 
in talking to Adam Silver and talking to the NBA, I think he showed that he was apologetic. Um, he hasn't committed a crime. Mm -hmm. He's not. He's not guilty of a crime. He's not pending further charges. So basically, it was like, hey, get your stuff together. In so many words, and hopefully he's doing all of the necessary things to do that. He was down in Florida, you know. Again, and sometimes people are like, oh, he was only down there for a week. Mm -hmm. A lot of times is meeting with people that you can continue that journey once you get back to your life. So he can meet people down there for a week and start establishing a base of people that he can talk to, whether it's counselors, someone away from the team that doesn't feel like, oh, if I talk to them, then it's a certain way. So when I look at John Morant, he made a mistake. He did something that was completely irresponsible. He's acknowledged that. The Memphis Grizzlies, the NBA have. And so right now it's about making sure that he's right in the mental place to get back with his team yep. and get back to work and doing the things that he loves and the things that we want to see him do. That, to me, is the most important thing. Absolutely. I, I want to bring Kendrick Perkins into this conversation. Perk, John Morant is eligible to return to play against the Dallas Mavericks on March 20th. What's your reaction to this? Well, I, I think that was the right move by Adam Silver in the NBA. You know, they had to show, take some type of action for his discipline, Ja. And I think Ja should be actually happy with the punishment that he got because it could have been a lot worse. And again, like Richard said, this is a learning process for mm -hmm. him. He will learn from this, and I think he will get better from this. And it, it's actually good that it happened now. But again, we have to realize that we're here to play the game of basketball. You work your entire life to get to this point. It's a learning situation, and it was the right move by the NBA, and I thought it was fair with uh, the eight-game suspension for us with Adam Silver sent down. And again, Adam Silver is a guy that you can actually talk to. He's the best commissioner in sports in my eyes. And when it comes down to him having a personal relationship with players, I don't think it's another commissioner out there that, that – that for us having a personal relationship that is good as Adam Silver is. Absolutely. And Adam Silver, he issued a statement that Ramona and I have shared yep. in parts, but here it is in full. We want to make sure that you can read it alongside us as well. Jaws' conduct was irresponsible, reckless, and potentially very dangerous. It has serious consequences given his enormous following and influence, particularly among young fans who look up to him. He has expressed sincere contrition and remorse for his behavior, which is so important, yeah. Ramona, that this is, this is a learning experience. And no one got hurt which is yep. so incredibly important. John Morant went to get the help that he needs down at that treatment facility in Florida, as you and our mm -hmm. colleague Adrian Wojnarowski reported. It's one of those things where sometimes it takes getting a scary moment mm -hmm. or hitting a, a rock bottom in order to be able to better yourself, to look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, I need to be a little bit better for myself, for my teammates, for, my, for the people that are looking up to me. And my sincere hope is that this is that bottom. And from here, it's only up because his family needs him. The Memphis Grizzlies need him. And frankly, the NBA needs him. He is a face of this league, Richard. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and it's all well said. And I, I said this on social media. You can lose sight of things. Yeah. And I think that that... You know, sometimes we expect 22-year-olds to be perfect. We expect, you know, 25-year-olds to be perfect. It is a growing process. And I, when you look at a guy like, like Ja, he... 
$200 million, brand new shoe, rookie of the year. All of these things get happen in a two, three year. You do get a sense of invincibility. You do get a sense of like everything is literally going my way. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, not that, not that you're acting out, but you start to act like you can do things that may be out of the norm because you can lose touch with reality. Mm -hmm. If you've never been a 21 year old, you know, 100 millionaire, you don't like those things can affect you. Yeah. And I think this was a great moment of reflection. And the way we are all talking about it, and I think everyone in this entire media have been critical of what he did, but also extremely supportive of him saying, like, guys, this is this we've seen greater men fall with with less crazy things happen. So all we want is for Ja, his family, who he's been so close with, so like face forward in the media yeah, you just us. want them to surround him and, and just give him the love and then go play basketball go do what you love to do and mm -hmm. keep the main thing the main thing and i think there was a little bit of that lost in, over these past couple of weeks and months how is this ramona reverberating within the memphis grizzlies well when when i was around the the team last week when they're here in los angeles i think there was a, a real sense of uh, uncertainty about what this was going to be for them and their team, but they, to a man, every single player you would talk to said, we care about Ja, that we want him to be better, we want to stand by him, we want to help him, and I thought you made a good point earlier, really good, just saying, this is, you, you get it, sometimes you get that moment of reflection, other time, and nobody nobody got hurt here, right, and and one of the Thank discussions that, that we had last week was, this had been a pattern of behavior that had been troubling to a lot of folks within the organization, and around the league for quite some time yeah and they, there had been people who had spoken to jaw about it um it was not getting through in the words of one person i spoke to last week it just wasn't getting through it looks like it's gotten through yeah and it's about what comes next and i think uh, there there we reference gilbert arenas as uh, a player who is who got an indefinite suspension for bringing firearms to a locker room but it's important to point out, when you really go back and look at that situation, the suspension was not right after he brought the guns to the Wizards locker room. Yep. It was when he went back on the court and made a finger guns uh, like a gesture sure. afterwards. And that was when David Stern essentially said, it's not sinking in. You're not getting how serious this is. And that was the indefinite suspension. John Morant since this has happened, has apologized, has gone to a, a, a rehab facility, and now that he's he's been given a second chance here, it's about what happens next. Yep. Yeah, the best thing that I've seen over the course of this stretch is how many athletes have reached out, whether it's publicly, yep. privately, yeah. and said, hey, Ja, you know, Gilbert Arenas was vocal about it. Yep. There's been different players that are saying, like, hey, look, get security. I played with LeBron, with Tim, with mm -hmm. Dirk Nowitzki. Like, if you're going places, you can have a, a team security. There, there was. Your, no, no, I know I'm saying yeah. you can have your own. I'm just saying there's not a need for you to ever possess that yeah. in those spaces. At your home, 100%. In, in, in certain situations, 100%. If you're out in public, in bars, clubs, nightclubs, you do not need to be in possession. I think that's collectively known. Well, and I think it comes from a place we've seen so many people reach out because so many people have felt a piece of themselves and what they have seen from John Morant. Jaylen whether Rose. that is Jalen Rose, yes. whether it's a professional athlete, whether it's a, an NBA player, whether it's us sitting up here because yeah. we've all gone through yeah. something. Mm -hmm. All of us have needed to look ourselves in the mirror at some point and say, yep. hey man, this is getting a little bit scary what's going on between my own ears and maybe I need a little bit of help and so hopefully like you said Ramona it's about what comes next because the Memphis Grizzlies they are in a position right now what is happening with Jaw is far more important his mental health than anything that could happen on the court but they're in a very real position right now to make a deep push in the playoffs and if they want to do that 
they're going to need him. Uh, once again, we're reacting to the news that John Morant has been suspended for eight games without pay. That includes the six that he has already served, including tonight's game against the Miami Heat. When we return on NBA Today, we need to dive into the performance of Giannis Attentacumbo. 36 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists, and the Bucks have clinched. We need to dive into that next, Richard. Oh, let's go. Look, he was, he was playing pinball. Bully ball. <laughs> Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We have a packed show to get to today, but we need to start with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. They were in action last night in a game that had some pretty significant ramifications for the Milwaukee Bucks, who were the first team to clinch the playoffs. I don't want to spoil what happened, but, you know, there you go. Giannis Antetokounmpo, though, it was bully ball all night, Richard. No, it, it was impressive, man. Even watching this game, the Phoenix Suns made a run. But Giannis, look, we know how he battled against DeAndre Ayton, but look, one of the things that the broadcaster said on the call, it was just that Giannis, look at this, Giannis, and that was definitely, and it sucks that that's going to be, that's a block, but God, that's a block against a semi-truck is not a lot of fun. Bonnie Williams agrees with you on that one, and it happened again later, but this time, Tory Craig, he stayed down, and when Ooh, he one. got up, oh. uh, he was yeah. uh, one tooth short. Oh. Oh. Not fun. That one, by the way, was a call as well. At least that he found it. That wasn't a foul. At least he found the tooth. Yeah, I'm sure someone can put it back in. It doesn't make it hurt any less. Yeah. <laughs> well, old teammate action going here. The Suns fighting back in it. Devin Booker over Jay Crowder and letting him know afterwards. Well, you got to crack a little bit of jokes going against your former teammate, especially when they decide to leave you guys. <laughs> well, in the fourth quarter, things all tied up. Devin Booker, he hits a three. Both teams, by the way, on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, Richard. Shout out to the guys that showed up and played. Including uh, Pat Connaughton. Including Pat Connaughton. But look, I literally, I looked away, and then all of a sudden, Milwaukee went on this run that was just way, it was just, it was impressive. The Milwaukee Bucks, and it's hard to judge this team without Kevin Durant because you could see yep. that the scoring was going to be tough, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. No Chris Middleton either, but let's take a listen to Monty Williams after the game. Yeah, he's got three free throws. And Drew Holiday is one of the most physical defenders in the game. He, got, he has three. Giannis has 24 free throws. It's ridiculous. There's no other way to put it. It's just our guys are fighting. DA can't play. You know, when a guy just runs into you the whole game, it's like we've dealt with this so many times. Um, 
with this team. And credit to him, he, he saw the way the game was being called. He kept doing it. But that's hard to swallow when one guy had, and this has happened a number of times when we played them. And so for me, it's like, it's hard to tell our guys to keep their level of poise because that's frustrating. I know Richard has thoughts, but Kendrick Perkins back with us as well. Are you feeling any sympathy, Perk, for the Suns after what Giannis did to them last night? <laughs> if he go do all that crying and whining, damn it, what the babies go do? Nobody trying to hear that. It seems like to me that Giannis is living rent-free in their head from the finals two years ago. Look, all Giannis is doing is being the best player, the most dominant player in the world. And this has been my concern when it comes down to the Phoenix Suns. Can DeAndre Ayton put his, can he strap up his shoes and go to war in the paint where he needs to be? Can he be that rim protector? Can he be that enforcer? And the answer is no. But let's talk about the Bucks for a second, right? When you talk about the best team in the league. This team should be the favorite to win it all. They have the best player, and when I look at their front line with Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Bobby Portis, I don't know if it's another front line in the league that can match up with them on both sides of the floor and what they bring to the table. They have shooting. They have guard play. We saw two nights ago where Chris Middleton looked like he was the Chris Middleton of old. I believe he had 31 points. When I look at this Milwaukee Bucks team, right now, today, they are my favorite to winning it all. And it's not just because of Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's because of what they added to this roster and the depth that they have along with the experience. I got no disagreement with you, right? We forget about, you know, again, Chris Middleton missing so much time. The fact that Chris Middleton missed the first third of the season and the yep. Bucks are still here only lets you know how mm. dominant that Giannis Antetokounmpo is. That's what makes it so impressive. But to address what Monty says, I understand what Monty says. And I, the, the respect that Monty gets a lot of times is the support that he shows his players. And right there, he's showing support for his players. But there also are some statistics behind this where you have two of the best mid-range shooters, three when Kevin Durant is playing. That means it's not a lot of cup. You're not, a lot of, you're not going to the paint. DeAndre Ayton is a, more of a perimeter big than a dominant force down low. The Suns, they're middle of the pack, lower third, and free throw attempt, attempted every single night. Giannis is number one in the NBA. Mm. So this is, this is not, mm. if you look out being out of the ordinary, Giannis is the number one free throw shooter in the NBA because you see, you can't guard yep. him. You have a freight train that if you're not directly in right. front of him, it's a block. It doesn't, Zion Williamson's very similar. If you're not directly in front of him, you're going to pay and it's not going to be very fun. Right. That, that, that's just my thing. Well, that's plus my he, ha he has that spin move that is so lethal when he's coming at you with the full steam and then he just whoosh, and all of a sudden Even you he lose said him you and he's gone. You have to build the wall. You admit, one on one, you have to build Coaches the wall. Coaches always say make them the react to you. That's what Giannis does. And Giannis play. does it every single time. All right, they clinch. Let's move from the one seed of the East to the one seed in the West because the Nuggets, what is going on? They dropped another one. They're bored. They're bored. Those They're also all, those on are a not season good, those are not worst teams four games. Those are not teams to be bored against, though. Malik. Yeah, I mean, the Raptors, like, you don't want to sleep on them. Fred Van Vliet, he was leading his team last night, Richard. This got ugly very, very quickly. No, look, say whatever you want. That's why Toronto was, you know, at the trade deadline, there was a lot say of – whatever there, I want. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. There was a lot of curiosity about the, the Toronto Raptors is because they have a ton of talent. They 49. had 49 in the first quarter. That's the most in a Did quarter. Did they get the starts wrong, wrong? 
something, get stuck in customs. Like. I don't know what was going on, but Toronto has so much talent, so when they put it all together and they're playing a quality game, and you're not going to see Denver and think that, oh, we're not going to show up. That's who the Denver Nuggets are. That's part of the growth and maturity, in my opinion, about the Nuggets, is that you're starting to get every team's best shots, even when you're playing awful teams. They were up 16 at the half. In the third quarter, the Nuggets, they were down 17. Nikola Jokic doing his best to make it a closer game. It did by the end of the third. Eight-point game here. Cut it down to six. Uh, not, you know, making it at least a game to talk about. And then in the fourth quarter, though, the Raptors, they're up three. three. Fred Van Vliet. Shout out all the Raptor fans. We love you. Unfortunately, we're not going to come out of this break and talk about the Raptors. <laughs> we're going to come out of this break and talk about what's wrong with the Nuggets. Well, particularly because, get this, Michael Malone, he agreed with you. Mike Malone agreed with you. Maybe we've gotten a little soft with success. You know, we, we've been on cruise control for so long, number one in the West, for since like December 15th. And, uh, again, I just told our players, that's, we've gotten away from who we are. And I'm going to find some guys that are ready to fight with me. Because right now we're just in chill mode. And uh, you can't be in chill mode with 13 games to go in the season. We've got to try to find a way to get our swagger back and get back to playing Denver Nugget basketball. Let's put some numbers behind chill mode. The Nuggets defense has fallen off in a big way. Their four-game losing streak ranking last by far during this stretch in defensive efficiency after giving up over 125 points per 100 possessions. That's after ranking 12th defensively in the first 65 games of the season. So the Nuggets, they have a four-game cushion at the top of the West, right? Yep. But nothing is totally safe. Richard, your thoughts? My thoughts are this: When they were the number one, they're the number one team in in the Western Conference. They were 12th deficient, uh, defensively. That's something that you got to keep an eye on because most of the times the teams that win championships, unless there's outliers every once in a while, like the old Golden State teams, they are a top 10 defensive team. So to be a 12th, be ranked 12th, that's close to the middle of the pack. So when you have a drop-off, it feels severe, and that's what you're seeing. The teams that they're playing against, the San Antonio Spurs, some of these teams that they should not be losing to as long as they play average basketball. So I think the drop-off is a little bit more than I think we want to acknowledge, but this is the dog days for a team that's been leading the whole way to keep trying to push that's a very difficult spot for them I'm not worried I think they're going to be fine but they have to be careful and this is the last thing I'll say they have to be careful because I will be honest I don't think the teams respect the Denver Nuggets the way they should hmm. they should respect them but respect is earned yep. and nothing that they have done over the prior two years has said that they earned and deserve respect so teams in that that play in whether it's the Golden State whether it's the Lakers whoever's going to be in there they're not looking at Denver like, oh no, we got to avoid them like right. Phoenix was being yep. looked at last year. They're not being looked at. So that just means that teams are going to be competent when they play them and that can be a disaster when you get into that postseason. You right. want teams to have a bit of fear and respect. Because a Tiger earns its stripes yes. in the postseason. Yes, and, they do. and even though they have made a conference finals, yep. and that's not to be overlooked. They were down 3-1 both series. Yeah. So it's like compliment for the comeback, right. but it wasn't a dominant, we're going to go attack everyone. They right. were battling back, which has its own type of respect. Right. But it's not a dominance level of respect. And so they need to earn it in the playoffs. And until then, teams are going to be like, oh, maybe there are some vulnerabilities here. Mm -hmm. Still to come on NBA Today, John Morant, the league announced, has been suspended for eight games, including the six that he has already served tonight. We will have more details coming up after the break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome back to NBA Today. John Morant has been suspended eight games without pay for conduct that's detrimental to the league for holding a firearm in an intoxicated state while visiting a Denver area nightclub. Now, Morant will be eligible to return for the team's game against the Mavericks on Monday, March 20th. Here is... Adam Silver's statement in part saying that Jaws' conduct was irresponsible, reckless, and potentially very dangerous. It also has serious consequences given his enormous following and influence, particularly among young fans who look up to him. He has expressed sincere contrition and remorse for his behavior. For more, we welcome in senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, as we march toward this March 20th date, I think the question in a lot of people's minds is what has John Morant been able to do? What has this process been like for him to get back to the court? Well, Malika, to get back to the court and play, I'm told that he's not done really anything. He, is, he was not playing basketball while he was in that counseling program in Florida. So that's all really starting now. He's eligible to play for the first time on Monday for the Grizzlies. I'm told he will not play in that game, that his ramp-up will be beginning, uh, and then he will return I think sometime shortly thereafter. Uh, but... Uh, again, while he's eligible to play in the ninth game, you know, essentially this was for uh, the suspension was for time already served, right? Six games that he was already out for in uh, two games, quite honestly, that he wasn't ready to play coming up anyway. But he certainly will lose uh, the money for those games. It is a suspension without pay. Uh, but I think the reality exists that John Morant could be back on the court playing for the Grizzlies uh, later next week. Let's back up a couple of steps here, Woj, because earlier this morning you reported that John Morant visited with Commissioner Adam Silver. What were the steps in order to get to that meeting? Why was that important? Well, essentially, it was the final step in the league's investigation. Uh, Adam Silver wanted to sit down with John Morant to see his level of contrition, uh, what he had uh, been able to gather, learn, improve upon in counseling, uh, but, but also, I think, make John Morant, make it very clear to him 
the gravity of this issue, uh, what's at stake not just for Morant, the Grizzlies, but the league. I think with a player of his magnitude, you know, you saw certainly um, some of the se- uh, severity of the words, anyway, Adam Silver had in that statement. And so uh, that was, I think, for the league, sitting down with John Morant today in New York, having that conversation, uh, you know, was really the final step in their investigation, which, of course, uh, l- led them to conclude uh, that there was not a gun recovered, that John Morant had not had a gun in the team facility or on a team flight um, that he had just briefly handled, according to him and witnesses, briefly handled that gun uh, long enough to, to, you know, to brandish it in that Instagram video. Hmm. And so, again, now John Morant, I think, heads back uh, at some point here now to Memphis and starts his work uh, on the court to get back with a Grizzlies team that still uh, resides in second place in the West. And Woj, how are the Grizzlies and John Morant reacting to this eight-game suspension? So I think there's a sense around the team, around John Morant, that they're fortunate. In many, many ways, the situation could have been much worse. Uh, you know, essentially, John Morant is going to be back on the court as soon as he's ready to be back on the court. And so, uh, again, eligible on Monday, not ready, regardless, not really ready to be able to play on Monday, they've got to give him some time here uh, to just ramp back up, uh, get reacclimated with his teammates. Uh, but I think the league, the Grizzlies, they've been in pretty constant contact through this process. John Morant, uh, his agent Jim Tanner, uh, and trying to work together to get John Morant the help he needed, uh, and now to get him uh, in a situation where he's learned from this, mm-hmm. that the organizations learned from this. Uh, really these last several months, this time with John Morant, where you've seen a pattern of behavior that was concerning, troubling to everyone. The league had multiple investigations involving John Morant uh, before this one, uh, stemming from the incident uh, at the nightclub in Denver. So I think there's a sense now it is on John Morant, it is on that organization now mm. uh, to take this forward uh, and, and be better for it, because there is certainly a lot at stake Again, not just for that organization, but for this league. This is one of the faces of the NBA at 23 years old. Absolutely. Do we have any any further clarity, Woj, on the timeline of what happens now for John Morant, specifically returning to the Grizzlies and that ramp-up process? Well, I, I think he can start to do individual work uh, at the team facility uh, beginning, I believe, on Saturday. Uh, but I think he'll formally be back with his teammates and in the gym with them uh, on Monday when they get ready to play uh, early next week. Woj, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. The Grizzlies are entering a stretch for four of their next eight games. They come against teams that are in the bottom five of the NBA. They also have upcoming games against the Warriors and the Mavericks. They beat those teams on the current three-game winning streak that they are on. I want to bring in our reporter, Tim McMahon, who spent a lot of time around the Memphis Grizzlies. Tim, you've been in this locker room. How is this news? How are they reacting to it? Well, I haven't been around them the last few games. Really, the tone coming from the locker room was concern for John Morant, empathy for John Morant, Mm. certainly a willingness and an eagerness to welcome him back. 
with open arms. But as Tyus Jones told me, you know, this was a situation where John Morant needed to put himself above everything else, above basketball, you know, even above his family, because, you know, the, the, the lifestyle had reached a point where it was well over the line and it was counterproductive to really all the goals that John Morant has for himself, much less the Memphis Grizzlies organization. So, again, those guys are, you know, John is their guy. He, they still call him their leader. But there was definite concern and, and, and empathy for him. What is the support system that John ja Morant is walking back into with this Memphis Grizzlies team specifically? Because they're talking about how they want to lift him up because they have big goals on the floor this year, Tim. Well, and I think that's something that they are in the process of figuring out. The one thing that's coming uh, consistently from the organization is John ja Morant is going to have to make major changes in his lifestyle uh, and you know that that includes how many people are part of his traveling party who is part of his traveling party you know how, how often or where he's going out on the road uh, certainly you know what he's doing when he is going out these are all things that are going to be uh, part of the you know figuring out process and frankly these are issues that had been of concern for some time Honestly, there's a sense of relief from some people in the organization that no longer do they have to tiptoe around these issues and, and worry about alienation. These issues are on the table. They absolutely have to be dealt with. And they said that, that John Morant has a level of realization and recognition. Yeah that did not exist before. That's one thing that was clear in the commissioner's statement today that John Moran expressed remorse. He understands the severity of his actions and he seems to want to make steps moving forward here to get better and to be better for his team. Tim McMahon, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Still to come on our show, Anthony Davis, he was dominant last night. We're going to revisit his performance, but can they keep it up in their game against Houston without AD? Hmm, we discuss coming up. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's check out last night's one top play brought to you by Uber One. Josh Giddy. Check this out. Yo, Giddy's nice. I don't think he's getting enough love. Ooh. I mean, a beautiful assist to Darius. Yeah, he Art. posted on social media just him watching his highlights. <laughs> he's like eating cereal and watching his highlights, and I love that's it. legendary. Oh, I'm tired and we didn't have it. Still then. do. Well, the Thunder get the win over the Nets. You know who else got a win? 
Anthony Davis and, and the Los Angeles Lakers, they were in action against Davis's former team, the Pelicans. He started off the game on an 8-0 run and never let up. Yep. This is the Anthony Davis that if you see consistently, you're like, he should be an MVP candidate because he was playing bully ball down low. He was stretching the floor. He was blocking shots. And then the Lakers, they just got hot. You see that 14-0. They were shooting threes. I feel like they had 10 first quarter threes. You, Malik they did. Easily. <laughs> they had 15 first half threes. 15 yeah. to 27. Remember when they couldn't shoot threes? Well, Malik the, Beasley all of a sudden was heating well, up Everyone's talking about the Laker ball movement. It's like, yes, when you have multiple guys you can pass the ball to, then you're going you're gonna to have good ball movement. New Orleans um, yeah, look at the score. Best. Look at the score. It's 84-49. No one did their best. It's not everyone gets a trophy soccer league, okay? Well, well they had to finish that. the game, though. A little bit later. They did make it a little bit closer, close enough that Darvin Ham felt like he needed to put Anthony Davis back in the game, that he couldn't just rest him for the entire second half, which leads us to needing to listen to Darvin Ham after the game. Because uh, here's the deal. The Lakers now have a 62% chance to make the playoffs, according to BPI. That's thanks to having the league's easiest remaining schedule by opponent win percentage. But... Remember I said we needed to listen to Darvin? They're going to be without Anthony Davis for tonight's game at Houston. He's not going to play. He hasn't been cleared. You know, even though he's playing uh, pain-free, you know, we made an organizational decision, starting with our team doctors, um, to hold him out of back-to-back. So it's, uh, it's just one of those things where even though he's playing pain-free, it's still an act of injury. So we have to monitor it, stick to the plan, as we always have done. Um, and just uh, go out there with our other guys and try to get a W and finish the trip the right way. I know Richard has some strong thoughts, but Ramona, before <laughs> we back. get to those, <laughs> leading what back. more can you tell us about AD here to help set the okay. table for Richard's comments? All right, so remember when LeBron said these are the most important 23 games of my career coming out of All-Star break? Shortly yep. after that, Darvin Ham had given a quote saying that everybody, we can't afford to have anybody missing any games, yep. and that led people to believe that there wasn't going to be a, a sit out of back-to-backs for Anthony Davis and other players who were coming back on injuries. Fast forward to last week, Anthony Davis sits out to sits out of a back-to-back in Oklahoma City. Nobody knew he was still sitting out back-to-backs, and Anthony Davis took a lot of public criticism for that. And so the Lakers have adjusted and made it perfectly clear that Anthony Davis is still sitting out okay. back-to-backs. This is media management. This is okay clarifying things. Does that clarify things for you, Richard? No, it doesn't clarify. Let me say this. I understand if Anthony Davis is injured. Anthony, 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 let me let me talk to you, AD. I'm not being ever be critical of if you have an injury, if you're banged up. I've seen you roll your ankle after just getting back, and I'm like, any player would be out if they stepped on a foot yep. like that. It's been some unlucky stretch for AD. But when a coach says that a player is pain-free, but we're still going to keep him out. Again, if you're media managing, if you're telling me that he's not having pain, if he has some soreness on the off day, mm-hmm. if there's, you know, and again, there's still a, probably uh, some reaction if you're talking it's about a stress, stress reaction. reaction. It's a stress reaction. So they're like, we're not going to overload it. I get it. But it's like, if you have pain, if you are pain free, then, then I, I just get confused. And I'm not a doctor, so I'm not being critical here. I just hear it and I'm like, I just don't understand. Are you as, I don't understand as Richard Isperk? Well, I'm going to be critical. Like, if you're pain-free 
And I get it. It's an organizational call. That's what Darvin Ham just said. But if you're Anthony Davis, you could actually make a stance and say, nah, I want to hoop and cause some ruckus and ruffle some feathers and say, hey, I'm okay. I need to be out there. Like, as a franchise guy, you could dictate if you want to play or not. I mean, like, you could go in there and cause enough hell to say, I'm playing tonight. What are the Lakers' goals right now? Their goal is to actually get into the postseason. How are you going to do that? You're going to do that by relying on your one of your best players in Anthony Davis to be available. And again, I live in Houston, and this is the problem that I have. Everybody's been calling me talking about, Nobody's you know, the Lakers play the Rockets tonight, <laughs> and I'm like, you. yeah, they Nobody's have. You, you, you call me all the time. You no, call me all the time. But listen, here's the, here's the, <laughs> hey, here's the thing. I'm afraid of Richard Rockets. Like, you hey, Perk, Perk, the Lakers playing the Rockets tonight. I'm trying to go to the game. I'm like, you know, Braun not playing, right? They're like, so what? Anthony Davis been tearing the league up. So, guess what? People actually want to go to the Rockets game to see Anthony Davis. And here's another example of fans that probably didn't bought tickets to go see certain players mm. and not his players sitting out because the organization have a plan. A guy that's pain-free, that's not available. So, it's so many areas that we could dive into this, but the, the most important area is that the Lakers are trying to get into the postseason. I understand the Houston Rockets have been horrible, but they just beat the Boston Celtics. Right now, they have guys that are playing for their careers, that are playing for their jobs, their livelihoods. They're playing extremely hard right now. So this is not a game that you're going to walk into and say, oh, even without D, with a better team, because that's not the case. I believe Anthony Davis should go in there and say, I want to go out there on the floor and see what kind of pushback he gets. Yeah, and real quick, Perk, we've all, we've all in the media, as players you hear, is so much about it's just really his pain tolerance right now. It's just really like, look, he's not going to injure something further. It's just a matter of his pain tolerance. We've seen C.J. McCollum playing with a, uh, a splint yeah. on, a, on, on his right hand, but it's just about pain tolerance. Now, I know foot with big men, it's a little different, but that's why I'm saying you just get a little confused at the messaging. You're like, if he He's pain-free. Sure. But and stress reaction was a real injury. It was a real injury. I thought that's a scary not, injury if right. you put that's too much saying. stress it's on the it. The message is that it's confusing. That's all. Okay. So Richard is confused. Free. What else is new? Uh, <laughs> we have a big game tonight, though, on ESPN yeah. that we need to get to. Did you guys know this? Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard, they have not played against each other since March 11th, 2021. Oh, my God. Did not know that. So tonight, are we going to get to see it? We have Kendra Andrews and Ohm Young Masuk with the Ooh. latest on that game coming up next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You play against the Warriors. The name highlighted on the board is Steph Curry. Kawhi, he's been playing great as of late. Cash in, cash out, cash out. Curry with a rainbow three. And it's a splash party tonight. No, I ain't heard of that. I'm looking like where he at. Get out the way. Welcome back to NBA Today. We have a big game across the street from us at Crypto.com Arena. The Warriors, the Clippers, that's at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific, right here on ESPN. And I have the good fortune of being joined by our reporters who cover these teams, Om Young Masuk, Kendra Andrews, who is also my sister, which makes sense you're on the show today because it's mom's birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, mom. happy birthday, mom. <laughs> um, but Kendra, let's talk a little bit about Golden State and a little less about mama. Um, it feels like every conversation with Golden State, it starts with, can this team win on the road? They're riding an eight-game losing streak on the road they only have seven wins on the road all season long and clay thompson said you know what i feel like now is the time we're going to be turning it around why why is now the time i mean really malika <laughs> it's it's their last opportunity it's the only time 13 Seems games like a good last reason. eight games on the road mm. they have to win the warriors they want to not only avoid the plan they want to get home court advantage in the playoffs they have to win road games in order to do that. You look at the two games that they just played in San Francisco against the Bucks and against the Suns. Their defense was really good against those two teams. Yeah. When you look at the road, the biggest issue is their defense, especially on the perimeter. So they look at those two games and say, we played really good defense. We didn't fall behind by double digits in the first quarter. We can do it again. The famous last words, we just have to do it on the road. Right, and now the time is right now. Meanwhile, the Clippers, they have won three in a row after losing their first five after that Russell Westbrook trade. What's the biggest change in their play on? Malika, this is a team that literally went through turbulence on and off the court. Their plane was struck in midair by lightning on their right. way to Denver. God. They lost five games in a row out of the All-Star break, but they had to get used to the new pieces. Russell Westbrook, the biggest of them. Yeah. They went from bottom 10 in offense to now outside the top 10 in offense. It mm -hmm. took them some time to get there. Defensively, they've dropped now from near top 10 to out of the almost bottom 10. So they're still getting used to that, but they're playing better defense in the last two games. And Paul George and Kawhi mm -hmm. Leonard are back to being healthy and dominant. But I think when we talk about these two teams, why the bar is so high is because they're built to win championships. And Om, you have a piece out on ESPN.com right now about how the Clippers championship window, it's, it's shrinking. Why is it getting smaller? I walked with Steve Ballmer last summer when he was showing me the new arena, and I said, hey, this is year four, Kawhi and PG, and they, they're starting to get healthy, right? Like, is it time? And he looked at me and just kind of went like that, which meant, yes, that's all you need to say. Right. And I think what we see is, like, they've got one year left on their contract, and after that, they have a player option. So this is the window is is shrinking. The pressure, I'm sure they're feeling it. It's time for them to kind of make that run. And Kawhi Leonard now is back to his old level. Paul's playing great. He feels healthy, and they've got new pieces around them. And then we know for the Warriors on the flip side, it's all going to come down to whether or not they can get it done on the road. It starts tonight. Clippers, Warriors, I will see you guys over at the game. And look who else is playing in tonight's doubleheader. It starts with the Sixers and the Cavaliers. That's at 7.30 Eastern, and then it's off to L.A for the game that we just mentioned. Coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. Still to come on NBA Today, Adrian Wojnarowski is back with us with the up-to-the-minute details on John Morant and his eight-game suspension. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to NBA Today, where we continue to cover the league's announcement that John Morant has been suspended for eight games without pay. Senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski is back with us. Woj, just the final thoughts, your final words on this story for today on the show. Emelika, the opportunity is there now uh, for this uh, Memphis organization to be able to hold John Morant accountable in a way that they had not been able to really over the past year, year and a half. This is the face of their franchise, one of the faces of this league, and he starts a five-year, $200 million-plus deal next year. He's been contrite. He has been understanding of uh, the issues that have been created around him, sought help for it. And now it's really up to John Morant, and it's up to this Memphis organization to try to now take this forward, learn from it, uh, and I think try to be in a much better place. Uh, But that opportunity is there. It starts now for Memphis and John Morant that uh, still have, you know, some uh, playoff aspirations ahead of them. They've been able to hold on to second place without him. Uh, And now I think both the organization, John Morant feel, They're in a much better place now to go forward together. Woj, thank you so very much. Bringing it back to set just for last thoughts from Ramona Shelburne. Well, you know, I think what Adrian said was um, most of what we heard last week when we were around the Grizzlies, which was simply this had been an issue and a pattern of behavior that the Grizzlies were aware of and had been trying to do something um, to get through to John Morant. And and, and if you look, it was in plain view. Right? All of this behavior was on social media. If you follow him on Instagram Live, there were videos all, all year long. And, and now there's a moment and this opportunity that the, the Grizzlies, Taylor Jenkins even said, you know, we, we have to look at what we can do better as a team and as an organization. And I think um, in meeting with Adam Silver and taking this break, there is that opportunity now. It's about what comes next, though. Richard? I, like, I think everybody has said it well. I think everything now falls on John Morant yep. and the support system around him. Yep. That's mm-hmm. that's everything. Right now, we're in a wait and see. There's no more judgment. There's no more this. We know the suspension. We know he's seeking counseling. Uh, it, the, like, it, it's been pulled back. Everyone knows all eyes will be on how he handles it. So I look forward and I'm wishing him nothing but success. I absolutely echo you in that. Let's take a look. One final look at the Grizzlies' upcoming schedule yep. here. Uh, we expect that John Morant is able to return March 20th, but as Adrian Wojnarowski reported on this show earlier, he's not expected to actually play in that game Monday against the Mavericks. He needs a little bit more time to ramp up here before he is able to return to play because, as Woj reported, he has not been engaging in basketball activities while he was away in Florida getting treatment, getting that help that is such a very crucial piece of him now returning to this team. But we know The West is tight. The West playoff race is just getting more and more intense, and so the Grizzlies will be happy to have John Moran back. Why didn't you tell me it was Mom's birthday? I thought she would have told you. Well, well, Mom, happy birthday. We love you as as one of your only sons. I just want to tell you that... (laughs)